0: Who cares about your team winning the Super Bowl when your team could win the offseason?
1: My name is Danny Heifetz, and I host the Ringer NFL Draft Show with Danny Kelly, Ben Solak, and Craig Horlbeck. We cover trades, free agency, the draft, obviously. We cover quarterbacks, and there are a lot of good quarterbacks this year. And the teams at the top of the draft, Washington, New England, Chicago, big teams with big histories. Listen to the Ringer NFL Draft Show on Spotify. Right, like the Mbappe to Real Madrid rumors, like the Ivory Coast as AFCON champs, like Qatar as the Asian Cup champs, like Christian Pulisic's form, like Everton fighting a points deduction, and like Messi in Super Bowl commercials. We are back. It is the Ringer Gambling Show. I'm Steve Cerruti. That is the voice of the great Paul Carr of True Media. Paul, it has been so long, I felt like I had to get all these different things off my chest. Did I miss anything?
0: No, Everton and the relegation battle, deserved or not, was going to be my one thing, so you covered that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping to get some points back here from from the FA. Uh, who knows? I mean, we just know they're incredibly corrupt, and now they're fighting another charge, obviously, but I don't know that it'll go down this season. But I don't, maybe it's not 10 full points, but maybe they can get like five back, and then they're yeah. going to be probably comfortably safe. I still think even with a 10, they'll be all right. But I think I just, they're fine. I, I don't need to sweat this out, Paul. I really don't. So right. I'm hoping we get a few points back.
0: I think, I think you'll be fine, yeah. Even though they're in the relegation zone right now, they're a mid-table, solid mid-table, maybe even top-half team. So I think they'll be all right in the long run.
1: Yeah, like is Luton just going to keep playing out of their minds? This is pretty. Why everyone thought they were the worst team by far. I have a buddy who put I think a couple hundred bucks on them to get relegated, and just say, yeah, I'll take a hundred bucks and profit. And he's sweating this out. I don't. I don't want uh-huh. him to lose, but I definitely want him to sweat it out because it's very funny to watch it real time. Yes. Um. But you know, I've, as an Everton fan, I'm like, could we just, you know, could, could you guys like lose a couple? I actually was on Sheffield over the weekend at plus four hundred. I felt there like they go. were kind of due there, so we hit that. So that's that's good. So we're we're feeling good. At any any, I mean, I guess before we get started, I mean, we're going to get into the Champions League bats. We're going to get into Kind of, we'll go through all four games, um, you know, and and kind of give us. It's it's weird, like it's trying to handicap these off the weekend, off the club stuff, trying to get back into the swing of things, remembering what happened in the knockout stage. It's been kind of an interesting little research session here. Uh, We're gonna do our Americans abroad segment a little bit at the end as well to check in on a couple guys. But anything, I'm trying to think, did we miss anything? Any good bets while while uh, while we were out for the last couple months? I mean, we had missed a couple months because of football, but we are back for good.
0: No, I think this is kind of where the it's the business end of the tournament. I'm the group stage for Champions League. You know, there's always a team or two. You know, Manchester United goes out, so that that's something. And Milan and Newcastle, we're in a, a tough group. They go out, but this is where it starts. It's, it's the fun part. It's the end run of the season as well. So this is this is my favorite, maybe my favorite sports time of year because you're yeah. finishing the NFL. Soccer's really hitting the home stretch. Baseball, college basketball, all these things get started in the, the tournament, tournament starts. I love yeah. this time of sports year.
1: Do you have any? Do you have any uh, futures before we get into the current Champions League odds? Do you have any futures out, out there on the table?
0: I have a Madrid at 600, I believe. And I did jump on Inter, as I'm sure we'll talk about, a plus 1,800.
1: Yeah, that seems like the juicy one that everybody's on. So yeah. let's do this. Let's but The first thing like I can say, we'll go matchup by matchup and talk about the four games that are going to be uh, coming up on Tuesday and Wednesday. But the current Champions League title odds, I'll read them to you, and then we're going to do our top five teams that we just think can win. it. So rank them one through five in order and maybe try to find some value in what the books have, what FanDuel has versus what we think. From you know our you know analytics, eye test, whatever. So you got obviously number one Manchester City; they're the favorites, a pretty heavy favorite too, at plus one eighty five. You've got Bayern Munich, who I don't know what to make of them. We'll get to them in a little bit at plus four forty. They're the second favorite. Real Madrid, your boys, plus six hundred. Arsenal, plus six hundred. PSG. Then you get to, you know you jump up pretty bigly, uh, pretty pretty big at, at plus fourteen hundred. Barcelona, plus eighteen hundred. We just talked about it. Inter, plus 1,800, which seems incredibly. Dismissive and maybe disrespectful. So we'll talk about that. They've got, maybe your only reason is because they're playing Atletico Madrid, who is plus yes. 2,900. You got Dortmund plus 3,500, Napoli, 4,200, Sociedad plus 5,000. I mean, we're just getting into way too, I mean, you could name right, it you you get, if you, you really like one higher zeros. Than that. yeah. But that's what we're looking at. So why don't we do this? Because to make this interesting and to see if we could find value, we're going to rank, we'll go one to five, and we'll rank who we think has the best chance to win it. But this is putting odds aside. Putting everything aside, just like teams that we like that we think have the best chance to win it. I think, number one, Paul, I don't think there's going to be any really debate there. We both have Manchester City, right?
0: Yep. Yeah, no debate. They're healthy. Holland and De Bruyne. De Bruyne is not back to full strength, but it's close. And they just kind of look like they're cooking. Uh, Yeah, they're healthy. They're a clear-cut favorite.
1: I will say, I agree with you. I don't even think it's debatable. But a couple stats for you here. Stats Mm to impress the ladies, as Riscilla says. (laughs) <laughs> Since the Champions League as we know it started in nineteen ninety-two, seven teams have won a treble. Can you guess how many of those treble winning teams have won the Champions League the next year? I don't think any of them did. That is correct. It is zero. Right. Zero teams have went back to back when they won the treble to win now now they've won like Barcelona's won the league again. City won, right. you know, it was probably gonna win the league this year. Um, but no team has won the Champions League the year after they won the treble. Not saying it can't happen, that it won't happen, yeah. just just throwing it out there. Another interesting I mean, stat for you.
0: You have to win four knockout rounds. And yeah. it's soccer, which we we know, it can be fluky, low
1: scoring, one card, et cetera, et cetera. And that's why it's good to take some of these slight long shots and then you could you know, hedge as they go further. We saw with Inter last year. Um, another one for you here. The only one club has ever gone back-to-back in the Champions League era. And it was Real Madrid, who repeated in uh, 16, yeah. 17, and 18. So like this is... Uh, City may be a heavy favorite, but that's, that typically doesn't really lend itself to you winning, to the right. team winning. I mean, we've seen City have been the favorites for years now, and sometimes they don't even win it. They won the first one last year. So so we have them at one, but there's plenty of evidence in the past to show yep. that they are likely, to, more than likely, to slip up here.
0: And it's tough because there's not a clear-cut number two. You
1: know, I mean, I
0: want to wanna fade City, for lack of a better term, but there's a group of three, four, five teams right after that that it's not, oh, this is definitely it, because they've all got question marks of some sort, Uh, whether it's on the field or off the field and or a tougher matchup, whatever it might be. So there's not a clear, obvious, oh, it's not going to be City, so I'll just go with Liverpool. Oh, wait, they're not in Champions League. So you've got all these kinds of weird issues. There's not an obvious way to fade City if that's the way you want to go.
1: It does feel like the field is weak, like weaker than ever. And I, I think part of that is, yeah, Barcelona's down. Liverpool's not in it, as you mentioned. Uh, Real Madrid we'll get to them in a second they they've got a ton of injuries so who knows like what you know they still have the dna of the, they are the <laughs> the premier champions league team PSG's um, down relatively PSG yep. is just in a weird spot and I like kind of never trust them Bayern is not really your normal Bayern. <laughs> so why don't we do this? Because I've just thrown out a bunch of teams and a lot of these are probably the ones that we'll be picking. Yep. I'm going to let you do go first because I think this is incredibly difficult and I'm going to just, I'm going to slide the responsibility onto you here to put the put okay. the uh, number two team out there. So who is your number two team behind City most likely to win the tournament?
0: I'm just going to do it and say Inter Milan. Wow. I know they're plus 1800, but I think they are playing the best in Europe except City and uh, you won't argue Liverpool if they were healthy or something like that. I mean, I'll just, a couple of numbers. Last year, they had a plus twenty-nine goal difference for the entire season, thirty-eight games in Serie A. Through twenty-three games, they're at plus forty-three right now. I mean, Jecko and Lukaku are gone, obviously. Taram is unreal, the second best forward in Serie A, and the best one's on his team in Martinez, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're close oshman, enough. Oshim in the conversation season. at least.
1: Yeah, Napoli's um, been all over the place, so you know they've and, and oshman has been at Afcon, so I, I would not debate that with you. That's not yeah. true.
0: Their defense has been really good. 12 goals in 23 games. They're overachieving a little bit, but they're still right at the top of the league. Uh, Pavard came back lately. He, so he fits right in that back three, back five, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Hanaglu's found his place in the midfield. Sommer's been playing well in goal. Like They've been there before. The only downside, and this is obviously a big one, is they play Atletico in this round of 16. They're a slight favorite. Um, Atletico is solid. They're not, they don't seem like a title contention type of Atletico that we've seen in the past, but they fourth Atletico. in La Liga, which is about right. And Griezmann and company are obviously
1: dangerous. But other than that, like, I have no red flags about this inter-team right now. You're more bold than I am. I don't, I think, <laughs> listen, plus 1,800 is stupid. I, yes. I like it's almost so dumb that you're like, do they know something that we don't Inter have lost two games all since they lost the Champions League final one nil, and, and a lot of people thought, including both of us, I think that they probably outplayed City in that game and mm-hmm. deserved more from it. They've lost yeah. two games since then. Two games. They lost one in the Italian Cup and they lost uh, another league match. They've only lost one league match all season. They are by far to me the best team in Italy. They don't have a huge gap in the ta- in the table. I think they're up like seven, eight, maybe nine points or so. Um, but they are clearly, to me, the best team in Italy. They, they, I think they've been the best team in Italy for a few years. But somehow they've only won one Scudetto. I think they are tried and true. They've got a bunch of veterans who obviously were there last year who know this knockout tournament. They're also like set up as like a nice knockout team. The right. way they play, they don't need the ball ever. Their midfield is Barella is, I would argue, maybe the most underrated player in the world. Like he's that freaking good when he's on in the midfield. You mentioned Chalinaglu and this like deep line playmaking role. Maccarini's had new life, and then yeah, mm-hmm. the Rom has just been. I mean, they replaced, you know, th- these two kind of like aging strikers in Lukaku and Jekko with Thuram, who's just in the prime of his career and absolutely hit the ground running next to Lautaro. So I don't have them at two, though. I, but I, but honestly, like, I, I'm not going to argue with you. I, right, I, I, right. I, I will have them. I'm, I don't have them right now. Right after this pot, I will, I'll probably put some money on them plus 1800 because, again, it's stupid. But as you mentioned, like, the Atletico thing is a little scary because Atletico, mm-hmm. while they aren't, as I mentioned, your father's Atletico Madrid, they give up more goals, but they also score more goals. Right. I think that's it's always kind of scary to play them. So like would it would it shock me if if Atletico somehow pulled out a result. No, now Inter's the better team, but that's really the only thing that scares me here with them. Yep. Yep. So who you got at number 2? This is probably really stupid. Really stupid. And the I only know. reason the only reason that I put them over a couple other teams is because of injuries and like Inter, I don't know, there's something with that price that scares me. I kind of think Arsenal are 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 sneaky The team that has some decent value on the plus 600. And and I've been called, Paul, an Arsenal hater for the many years we've done this, (laughs) Todd. I don't really know why. I just feel like I'm I'm more of an Arsenal realist. But I think Arsenal have a better chance to win the Champions League than I do the the Premier League. And they're around similar odds. I think they're plus 550 to win the the Premier League and they're plus 600 to win the Champions League. But I think Arsenal are actually built like a Champions League winning team because of how great their defense is. And what do you yeah. need in these knockout? You just need to not give up goals and be hard to break down. And they also control games just as well as maybe any team other than Manchester City in the world right now. Inter, i throw Inter in that group as well. But I think Arsenal, they, they're an elite defensive team. And I think they have just enough offense. Their offense might be like a little overrated if you look at some of the names. Yep. Um, you know, Saka hasn't been quite as awesome as he was last year. Um, Martinelli's a pretty hit-or-miss player. Trostard has been excellent for them, and I think he should just start like, the the false nine. That's how they should kind of play permanently, and they do that because Gabriel Jesus is getting a little bit weird this season. But I kind of think Arsenal, because of how, like, stylistically, how Arteta plays and how they control games and in a two-legged knockout tie, I think they're kind of the perfect squad to be really, really dangerous in this tournament.
0: I mean, you're basically reading my notes, too. I, I have them at number three. But thought about putting them at number two. They have the best defense in the Premier League this year by the numbers. Fewest expected goals allowed, worst shots allowed in a good way from a defensive perspective. So that's obviously good for a knockout tournament. The attack has been really good, not quite at peak City or Liverpool level, but not that far behind. Um, you do have all those injury question marks: Jesus, or Zinchenko, or you know, Timber might be coming back, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so that's good. Declan Rice. I mean, I mean, it was a ton of money. And you can already was not worth it, whatever. But it he's was been every single thing they wanted out of him.
1: This can year, I just, can I just say something really quick too on Declan Rice? Mm-hmm. And I've I've tweeted this, I've said this in the past, but it just after the goal he scored against West Ham over the weekend and just an absolute yeah. drubbing, six 0 against his former team. Which, by the way, West Ham fans, why are you booing him? It's the best thing <laughs> to happen to your club. He won yeah. you a, t- a, ch- a a trophy last year. He won the Conference League with West, a, a team that has no European pedigree. I don't think really at all. Um right. and he, he, they sold you for a massive chunk and now you're able to reinvest in your squad why are right. we doing this man um, that's And then,
0: what, that's what you're doing that's what you are as West Ham right now
1: it's just like I, I was like guys I'm, I don't want to root against you but now I'm rooting against you and it was like incredibly classy when he scored like a worldly goal to go up I think that was the sixth goal too and he doesn't even celebrate like just respect to him but I will yep. say I have said this for years chelsea not buying him when he is a he Mm -hmm. grew up in the academy he is a chelsea fan he wanted to go to chelsea and chelsea bought every other player under the sun except for declan rice (laughs) and spent all this money and declan rice would be the best player on their team right now so like i'm glad i'm not a Chelsea i mean listen i'm it's not awesome being an everton fan for sure but i am pretty happy i'm not a chelsea fan right now because that must just absolutely sting to watch this guy that wanted to be on your team and you spent all this money and it wasn't on him
0: yeah and couldn't they use somebody, anybody to hold the midfield together right now? Anybody. Like, like sure. So, yeah. So, I, I like Arsenal, like you. You know, they played well against good teams also. You know, two wins and two draws against City and Liverpool and a loss. They lost a cup game to Liverpool. So, you know, they have, it's not like they're just beating up on the bad teams, though. They're taking care of business. And their matchup's not bad here. They're playing Porto, who does not seem to be as strong as Porto from last year when they probably should have beaten Inter in this round. Uh, they're further down the table. Their numbers don't look nearly as good. So, yeah, I had put Arsenal at number three, thought about putting them at number two, so I'm not going to quibble too much on that one with you.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think we both agree they'll probably get past Porto, but they did get knocked out by another Portuguese right. team in the Europa League last year in sporting, so it's not unheard of. Now, I think this is a different team, and, you know, sometimes I don't like the one when you, like, people lump two nation leagues together and say, oh, right. yeah, like, they're dangerous. I mean, who knows? Like, I, I'm I not going to pick anyone.
0: It's a broad brush, but the Portuguese teams tend to be a little dangerous here because most of them have played in these tournaments, one or the other. And they have some experience, et cetera. So, and it tends to bear itself out. Yeah. It's a broad brush, but it's a broad brush for a reason.
1: Yeah. All right. So I've got Arsenal, two. You have them three. Yep. I will give my number three. I have Inter number three. So I, it was okay. for me, it was kind of Inter or Arsenal. And it's weird because I'm kind of usually the guy who's like not the Premier League head who's saying, hey, watch other leagues' guys. Like the, the right. Premier League isn't just like the league that has all the best teams. Uh, but I, it's weird that I kind of went in this direction that way. But Inter definitely, I think Inter and Arsenal, you can flip flop those. I think those, I think Inter are playing better. I just think I like the way that Arsenal are built, so that gets us, I guess, to number four. So do you want you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? Yeah, I go think ahead. we probably go have the it. same team. I think we probably have Real, right? Real Madrid. Yep. yep. Yeah. So they're plus six hundred. You know, the only reason I I'm worried, I think you could put them at two. Like I don't, I wouldn't mm-hmm. even be mad. Like I thought about it, and yeah. but the only thing is, they are down so many guys right now right. To, due to injury. I mean. Jude is out for the upcoming knockout tie against Leipzig. We'll yeah. talk about that in, in a second. Um, he should be back, though. I think it's a sprained ankle, so it's not something like super, super yeah. long-term. But they're down. Arguably, they're, they're three best defenders, and Rudiger's not going to play. And he's going to come back. He's not out for the season. But Oliva's out uh, for an extended period of time. Militao is out. I mean, against Girona last weekend, they played Carvajal, who's a right back, and they played uh, Chuameni, who's a center midfielder. At, center, at Central Defender against Girona Now, they won 4-0 um, in what was a huge, huge game in La Liga. But I don't know that, that, that that's like super sustainable to ask those two guys to hold down the center-back position and win you the Champions League. So my only concern with them, really, is just the injury thing.
0: Yep, Yeah, they have the ceiling, as high a ceiling as anybody except Man City, for sure. Um, but yeah, the asterisk. Vinny's got to stay healthy. He's been dinged up a little bit this season. Rodrigo, Bellingham, yeah, yeah, I have Ancelotti, who's kind of the great I don't know, X-Factor, you're a head coach, but he's proven himself time and again in these knockout tournaments. So it's really just a question of health. The midfield hasn't quite, they haven't taken a jump. You know, we talked last year about Juomini and Valverde and Kaviminga that we thought would just be, like, they could be this midfield trio to take over for Cruz uh, and Mondrick and be the next great round Madrid midfield. Haven't quite done that yet. Yeah. But, and then also if you're pulling parts out to fill the back line, not good. Uh, so yeah, it's really just injuries. If you told me that they were at full strength, like I think prob almost maybe not a clear number two, but they definitely have the ceiling as high as anybody in the city.
1: So I think we have city one yep. gap, and then yep. I think the next three teams we just named, whether it be Arsenal, Inter, or Real, whatever order you want, are kind of I think in the same group, right? And then I, I, I think, think so. correct me if I'm wrong, I would I would argue then there's another gap, even though the odds would tell you that Bayern Munich. If yeah, that plus 440 is the second favorite according to, to FanDuel. I just yeah. disagree with that. Um, I do have them fifth though, Paul. I don't know if you do as well.
0: I do. I'm trying not to be like a prisoner of the moment after they looked terrible Awful. against Leverkusen. I mean, this was not you know, Byron has a lot of these games where they out shoot you 25 to 6 and lose 1-0 or something like that. This was not that. Byron had nine shots total the fewest they've had in any game this season. Uh, Harry Kane had a season low in touches. They look like they kind of forgot how to get him the ball, which is what a whole Tuchel system is basically predicated on. Um, So I was prepared to have them maybe higher or at least in that same tier as those other three. But yeah, I feel like they're a notch behind right now. Injuries are a thing for them too. Gnabry's out. Davies is out. Coman's out. Um, Kim Jaya just came back, so that should be good. But their numbers all look great. They're way better than they are I mean, they—they're sh- the best underlying numbers in the league. Your expected goals numbers and such, and Leverkusen's running silly hot. But all these injuries and just not looking good. I mean, Eric Dyer shows up and is playing.
1: What a weird <laughs> signing that was! Like, it's hey, let's sign so Harry Kane's buddy. And when right. everybody thinks he's not good enough for Tottenham, and then it's like, okay, you're gonna go to Byron. Right, Munich. you got to start <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Uh, Can I get you to pull the trigger on Bayern plus uh, 155 for the Bundesliga title? What are they five points back? Leverkusen's minus 230 right now. I would not pull the trigger on that. I don't think it's high enough at all. But
0: Yeah, I'd probably, I'd want closer to plus 200, I think, given the deficit. and
1: just There's wonder, a lot of time
0: left. I know what time kind of a spiral this sends. I mean, because let's be honest. Bayern's not above firing Tuchel and swapping if they think it's necessary. Like if they, if they happen to go out in Champions League or something here, it wouldn't shock me at all if they decided to change managers. With, I had that on my uh, list third of, of the topics. season to go. I had yeah. that
1: on my list of topics. That, so I think the Tuchel thing is fascinating, though. and it's, He's also, though, part of the reason why I have them five. Yes. Over, over, so PSG is kind of like the other team, I think, that we were maybe debating. Yeah. But I, I don't Barcelona. think PSG. Yeah, I still only, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't, you know, there's too many things. Yep. Like, Javi's leaving. There's just too many things that are right. going wrong with Without Gavi in the field, match.
0: I feel like they just can't hold it all together.
1: But one of the reasons that like I'm not totally writing Bayern off, and again the books aren't either; they're the second favorite, but I'm a little bit lower on them. Is just like the Tuchel in knockout tournaments thing. Here's mm-hmm. the thing: like he's he's I'm another sorry. one of those guys where he, the way he sets up, he obviously won the Champions League with Chelsea. He's had success at a bunch of other clubs. I I think it's, and, and especially if they're not going to win the Bundesliga, like they're going to put all the all the chips and all the eggs in 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 the the Champions League basket. So that's the one reason I'm like I'm not completely done on them, but I don't like them at plus four forty. I think that's that's way. Yeah. I need way more value than that.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And again, Tuchel's a big reason why. And he's got a system that can work. He's got a striker, like I said, this time that he hasn't always had, uh, especially at Chelsea. So the pieces are, or some of the pieces are there. You're missing a few because of injury. But again, they have pretty good up. They have final type of upside. But if they went out to Lazio here, they won't. Shock They're, me. I don't think shock. they will. I'm not picking up we'll on the It'll... upset.
1: We'll get to that in a little bit, but it would it would shock me. And then this isn't my Roma bias coming out. Lazio's not a good team. They're just not. Uh, (laughs) before we move, well, you know, what actually let's do this quickly too. I mean, I do feel bad for our guy Harry Kane. Like I've been a defender of his. I think the Mm -hmm. trophies thing is really stupid, but it would be kind of funny. Because he's gonna win he's gonna win a trophy at some point, like with them. Like it just like Byron fall out of bed and they win trophies. So if he's there for a couple years, he'll be fine. But if it is first full year he wins it's nothing, really funny. <laughs> that would and be really And what is
0: eleven straight titles, Bundesliga titles that Bayern had won, and then he shows up and they don't? Oh man,
1: I'm not that's... a believer in curses, but man, that's 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 a tough one to to overlook. There, not yeah, that, they didn't they they, they don't they don't win the league, they don't win the cup, and then you know it's obviously going to be an uphill battle to win the Champions League. Before we move on to the to the matchups themselves, the game matchups coming up this week. Any other like long shots that you think are worth like is Atletico Madrid at plus twenty nine hundred? Like if they somehow get by Inter, is that worth a a, a look? I've had a few people say like. Maybe like Sociedad or PSV, like yeah. a huge I, number is interesting. Anything you like?
0: I wanted to fade PSG in this round, but Sociedad's been so bad lately, and they just can't score. You know, if if there were some if PSG, were playing a team that could at least put up goals, you know, a whatever a PSV type or something like that. I feel like they'd have a better shot. But like, you can't tell me Sociedad's going to, you know, get by one 0 on aggregate against PSG or something like that. I just just don't see it happen side I'd have scored in three straight games they just haven't been very good so PSG was a team I was targeting and Barcelona is a team I was targeting I, I still might but just the matchups aren't that great mm-hmm. as far as their opponents and the form that they're in
1: yeah I, I think you know you get down further like the Leipzig's of the world at plus 6500 like I, I don't know I feel yeah, like I, a I, throwing away money there you're just looking to hedge if, they, if right. they advance you might as well just bet them to, to advance I guess to the next round because yeah. I don't think they're obviously they're gonna
0: be an time. underdog
1: in every single round All right, let's do this then. Let's look at the matchups. Um, let's just start then with Manchester City since they're our number one team and they're playing the, the team with the longest shot on the odds of, of Copenhagen. Copenhagen's what? They're uh, 21,000, plus 21,000 to win <laughs> things. So would not recommend doing that. No. Uh, now to advance to the next round, Copenhagen is plus 820, Man City minus 1,600. In this specific uh, matchup, which is in uh, Denmark, Copenhagen is plus 1300, the draw is plus 550, and Man City is a minus 470 favorite. I don't really have a ton of leans here on really much, Paul, but I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll give you the floor. What do you think? Yeah, I mean,
0: I lean City in this game. I just think City has been with the Bruyne back, with Holland back, you know, they, they've smoked Everton and Brentford, who are both better than Copenhagen, I think. So. It's hard for me to see anything but City just rolling in this. I am mean, de- definitely in the matchup overall, but even in this first leg on the road, I mean, Copenhagen played uh, United and Galatasaray okay at home. Mm-hmm. They so can score. Yep, there's some hope, but City's just you know two three levels higher than
1: either of those teams. I, I,
0: it's hard for me to see anything
1: but a City romp here. The weird thing about Copenhagen is I believe they like their season is out of season, so they have their last competitive match was in the champions league against galatasaray right. yep. so they're i don't you know well, you could argue two things one they're well rested maybe <laughs> or they are going to be completely rusty in this game even at home yeah i don't i don't hate them to like maybe score a goal like the both teams to score here isn't terrible i think it's around even money um but i but i'm with you like i think you know if you're going to build anything in this game it's man city money line and what could you add to it so maybe you do man city money line both teams to score another one that's interesting uh, that I have down here is Man City halftime money line and full time minus one and a half so basically to win by two goals or more that's a plus 114 I don't hate yep. that you think you know they'll probably jump on them kind of early and you know maybe get one in the second half when Copenhagen's trying to chase but you have to sort of try to build some sort of same game parlay. Yeah. <laughs> you can't I mean the, the, the minus the 470 you're just not getting any juice there obviously oh. no I'm in the same boat I mean
0: I've, I've, this is Probably going to be one of my best plays, but yeah, it's city by a lot in the total, something like that, or the first half full time, whatever you want to do. Something on mm-hmm. those lines is what I'm thinking for a bet here. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, like I said, we'll do our best bets, and we'll do the three uh, that we that we usually do at the end of uh, at the end of the pod here. Let's get to the next one. This is Leipzig. This is the other game on Tuesday. Leipzig against Real Madrid. Leipzig at home uh, to advance to the next round. Leipzig plus two forty. Real Madrid minus three ten. And then the game itself. Leipzig plus two ten. The draws plus two sixty. And Real Madrid, plus 120. So they're plus money uh, just on the money line, which is interesting. Leipzig is a dangerous team, but this is one of those things we talked about before. The injuries here for Real Madrid kind of make this a little bit of a confusing handicap. So um, I I like both teams to score, Paul. I think Leipzig score. Leipzig are one of those teams where, for better or for worse, like when they play you or they play anyone, I should say, even the big clubs, like they, they just try to score. Like they're not, they don't really hold back a ton. They've scored against Man City. They scored against Real Madrid at home in the past in the Champions League as well. I'm not saying they're going to go out and win this thing, but I do like both teams to score. If you pair that with either like the over two and a half or maybe just like a a Real Madrid double chance, like you can get even money on something like that. So I do think Leipzig Leipzig come out and play. I think they score. I don't know that they win. I also don't hate the draw plus two sixty either.
0: Yeah, I mean, goals is what I expect here because. You said it. Leipzig does not sit. They're not going to pack it in. You know, Copenhagen might pack it in against Man City and try to scrape by with the draw or steal a goal or something like that. Leipzig, that is not their style. I mean, it's Red Bull Leipzig, which is just the most appropriate, you know, sponsor. I mean, ignoring the whatever you think about just the way Red Bull does all their business and with all the clubs and everything, it's just a very appropriate name for the way yeah, that they're they just, play. They're all hopped like, up on Just go, trunks. go, go! Yeah. They're all, they're all <laughs> jacked up on Red Bull.
1: It gives uh, you wings, you know. There you yeah, go. It gives you wings.
0: There you go. So yeah, I. Real Madrid the injuries are a question are they going to play without Bellingham? I mean, I think they'll be fine. I don't expect them to fall apart here and they also know they're going home. So, I don't like Leipzig in this series because if this ends up like I said a draw or something like that, like you're going to bet against Real Madrid going back to Madrid, I don't I don't think so. So, yeah, I expect goals one way or the other. Leipzig is a fine season. They're not quite as good as they have been the last couple of years uh, based on everything, but you know they're in that, you know, Champions League area in the Bundesliga right now. They're I think they're 5th. But just a few points off, which is pretty much about what their numbers suggest this year. So I expect that they'll put up a little bit of a fight. But I think this is ultimately Real Madrid
1: and a lot of goals. My only concern, too, is Real Madrid. Like, we know how kind of, like, methodical they can be sometimes. Right. And because of the center back injuries, because they're on the road, because of no Bellingham. Like, I wonder if they just, they don't really do a ton. They just kind of like, hey, they're cool going back tied to, to Madrid. True, sure. And, you know, maybe it's a nil, uh, nil seems insane, but like well, 1-1 or something. So yeah, I'd be a little yeah. afraid of like the over two and a half just because I just, yeah. like, you know, Bellingham. I know he's cooled off a little bit, but he's their leading goal scorer. He's an unbelievable goal scorer, period, especially for a midfielder. And him out, I mean, he's going to be replaced by Raheem Diaz, who is good, but is not the same type of player. I just, I wonder if they're just like, hey, let's just not like do anything stupid and make sure that we at a minimum go back to, to Madrid, you know, right. just yeah, needing to win at home. Get your goal and bat down the hatches, something like that. So that's my concern. Yeah. Uh, another yeah. couple things. No, it's understandable. For Vinny Junior, anytime goal scorer plus one eighty five. Though, for, if we think there are going to be goals, that seems pretty high, um, yep. especially with no Jude Bellingham. And then Breem Diaz, anytime goal scorer again, the guy replacing Jude is plus two forty. He's definitely been known to score some goals, and he gets you know he gets in front of Nat a ton. So those I don't you know I haven't played any of these yet, but those are things I'm looking at in the card right now.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, Diaz fires, like I said, fires away. Madrid's going to have enough of the ball and enough opportunities one way or the other. Leipzig will open things up at the back. So those, those seem like reasonable looks to me, too.
1: And you don't think just throw the record like 240 for Leipzig to advance. Is, that's just not, there's not enough there. I don't, I I don't, don't think so.
0: No, I think it, I, it's one of those where I think it might be better if the legs were flipped. You know, Leipzig gets mm-hmm. to come home in the second leg and, you know, they sneak out a draw to Bernabeu or something like that. Then they got an opportunity. But the other way around, when Madrid should be healthier, That second leg too just seems
1: very unlikely. Well, speaking of legs flipped, let's get to the PSG game. This game's on Wednesday. uh, With the first game uh, on Wednesday, they because they finished runner up in their group, they have to play at home first, and then go to uh, Sociedad in the second match, which does make this kind of interesting. So PSG Mm -hmm. again at home. Now this is to advance are minus two hundred five. Sociedad plus one sixty four in this specific game. PSG minus one forty five favorite. The draw plus two eighty. Sociedad is plus four twenty. Now this. Is one of those games where Sociedad is such an interesting team because they just like don't score goals, <laughs> and they're obviously on the road. The under two and a half is minus one eighteen. Like, I could I just go through the last couple games for Sociedad <laughs> really quickly? It's a lot of zeros. One nil loss. Zero 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 zero. So a total of one goal has been scored in their last four games, and not by them. Um, I like the under two and a half here because. And I know it's always scary when you're going against Mbappe, PSG, especially in Paris, you're like, wow, the under? Like, you're really going to take the under here? <laughs> so see that don't score, and then even if they do score, like, they're going to hold on for dear life for a draw, for a 1-1 draw. So I actually, I, I just think, you know, minus 118, like, maybe it feels a little bit too good to be true, but I like the under 2.5 here. It's funny, because I,
0: we'll go, we'll go oppo on you on this. I, I like the over getting minus 104, I think it's the price that I saw. PSG scored twice in 17 of their 21 home games, and they've scored three times in half of them. Uh, I just feel like, you know, so you're almost assuming two goals for PSG, and I think one just gets scratched together one way or another, whether it's sociedad actually coming out of a shell or PSG just deciding to roll. I mean, they don't have the firepower, obviously, with no Messi and Neymar that they've had, but Mbappe is there, and I don't know. If, if you want to squint, you could make an argument that they're a better team collectively than uh, they were when they had all these individuals. I don't know if I buy that necessarily, but, but the argument's there at least. Uh, so I just think this is a PSG come out and put the hammer down so we don't have to worry about going back to Spain and having things happen. Uh, I'm admittedly a little hesitant to trust PSG given all their Champions League history, but that's kind of the way I handicap this game right now. I just think PSG is just going to crush them at home so they don't have to deal with going on the road and playing one of these knife's edge type of games.
1: What if we did this, Paul? I think I might like this better. Okay. This is, the, again, the Cerruti special. We know we love to, Talk we me love into to parlay it. like a, a, a side and a total. What if you took the PA, If you like PSG, and I don't disagree with you, like PSG on the money line, I think it's minus, I just look now, it's minus 150, so we've lost some juice. Um, and then the under 3.5 goals, that's plus 118. At least you're getting plus money.
0: It's not bad. No, that's better. Because, yeah, PSG's not likely to hang four on them. And if Siadai can't score, you're fine
1: there. And you're um, fine with a 2-1. A 2-1, like, yeah. yeah, if they somehow get yeah, a goal, PSG can still out. score.
0: Um, I was trying to find a PSG win-to-nil type of thing, which I think could be another option if, if we know society can't
1: score. Here, I'll find that for you. Uh, score combinations. Uh, plus 195. 1-0, one 2-0, nil, nil, or 3-0. It's not bad. That is I don't not mind bad. that either. Yeah. Honestly, I uh, might like that even better. We just keep talking. We, I, we The more th- things we keep throwing out there, the better I like them.
0: Got to talk it out, yeah. No, that seems good. Society can't score and PSG can. That's That's, a, that's the hardcore handicap right there.
1: So they are the third best XG against team in La Liga and they are middle of the road scoring team. And as I said, I just, I just sort of laid out to you like how bad it's been even recently. So, you know, yeah. I, we, we know in the champions league, it's nighttime, obviously, you know, they're going to be playing in Paris. Who knows? It can go one of two ways. They can either collapse or like have the, t- the, the game of their lives. Um, but she is, I, I, the more we talk about, it, like I I like all the things that you threw out after I threw out the under two because you're right, the, the under two and a half is always so scary because you're like one stupid thing that happens or like right. a 90th minute meaningless goal then uh, like game you know, breaks open. To, yeah, so I, I you know we'll get to those in our best bets, but I might have to change my mind on that. Okay, last game here uh, of this week is uh, the last game on Wednesday, Lazio versus Bayern. I already told you how little faith I have in Lazio, but I'll give it to you here. So this is the to advance to the next round, Lazio is plus five seventy. So that's a they're a pretty massive underdog. Uh, Bayern minus nine hundred, and in the game specifically, Lazio at home or plus four ten. <laughs> um, the draw is plus two ninety. Bayern minus one forty five favorite. As I said, Lazio aren't good; they struggle to score goals. Byron coming off a massively disappointing loss. I think all the signs here are just like Bayern probably by two goals or more. I I,
0: I feel very similarly. I was I wanted to get your Lazio perspective because you know Serie A better than I do, and I was wondering if you would try to talk me out of betting against them here. and It doesn't sound like you will. Uh, because for all of byron's issues you know people are going to react to saturday's lost leverkusen a little more than they need to uh byron still has plenty of weapons despite the injuries and it does feel like they just go in here and roll this is what byron does they, i think it's 11 straight years they've advanced out of this round and almost all of them with relative ease you know they're the ones that have all these weird you know eight to two aggregate score lines uh in this round and some of that's just because you get weaker teams and such but lazio's Essentially, a mid-table Serie A type of team right now, a little bit higher. So, uh, yeah, it's hard to see anything but a Bayern role
1: in this game and in the series. Lazio. The issue is that they, you know, it's not your typical sorry ball situation. They don't mm-hmm. score a ton of goals. They have they aren't terrible defensively, and they just they just there's no they don't inspire any sort of like confidence whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I know they're at home, it doesn't seem like the players still really. Like completely buy in to sorry and like Sari ball and that whole thing. They don't have the players to really do it. Um, they lost Mink, Mink-, Mink- savage obviously to to Saudi over the summer, one of their best players. They're just not. I just they're just not the same team. Yeah. And I I just like the bounce back spot for Bayern. I know like it's one of those yep. things where sometimes you you, don't, you shouldn't bet on that, but I just I think Bayern bounced back. And there's a couple ways that you could attack this. I mean, you can just say, hey, I think Bayern minus one and a half. They win by at least two goals. That's plus one ninety eight. So you're getting you know almost two to one odds there. And then even just take the Bayern money line and the under four and a half. So Bayern score a couple goals, but don't like blow the, the doors off of Lazio under four and a half. That's even money. Um, I, I, Lazio might score one goal, but like you still win that with a 3-1. I, yeah. I I just, I don't see a world in which Lazio are that. I mean, they might be competitive in this game, and may, but I, I don't see a way that they win, certainly. Yep. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of figuring out how to bet Bayern. It's win plus something, you know, a, a low total.
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't think I'd bet against Lazio scoring, like a both-teams-score-no type of thing here. It's just Bayern plus what do you want to add in to get that closer to an even-money price that you like.
1: Do you have a favorite, before we move on to our best bets? do you have a favorite, like, upset special, just to advance? I mean,
0: not from these, not this first set of games. If I had to pick one now, and I'm I'm throwing out, like, PSE Dortmund, because that's almost even. um, I would, you're going to hate this, but I would go Napoli plus 140 over Barcelona. I know Napoli is a disaster and they have not been good this year, but they still have a lot of that talent from that title run last year. And it's really more of a fade of Barcelona because without Gavi in midfield, again, I just think they're a mess. Uh, they're worse defensively than they were last year when they were both good and lucky defensively. Uh, his injury doesn't help. Ter Stegen's been hurt. Lewandowski's been, I don't know, on either underachieving or just not finishing well, depending on how you want to uh, go that way. So I would go Napoli. I just I don't love it, given how not so great they've been. But given the little bit of pedigree that they have, that's that's the upset I would pick if I had to go with one to advance over the course of the series.
1: Yeah, that's always funny. Like, which which like sh- you know underachieving team do you do you think right. is somewhat overachieve in this situation? Right. Because both those teams, I mean, Napoli, after winning the Scudetto last season, have just completely fallen off a cliff after Luciano Spalletti, their manager, left, and they've had what two managers this year. They don't score. They don't really score a ton of goals anymore. Doesn't seem like that many people like each other. It seems like Oshiman is out the door. He was at AFCON anyway. Coming back, uh, now. But so yeah. But I, I listen. Like it wouldn't surprise me if Napoli beat Barcelona. Right. I don't think Barcelona is that good. So nope. I, I think Barcelona last year when they won La Liga it was like a little bit of smoke and mirrors but with how good their yeah. defense was. So I I wouldn't argue with you. I <laughs> you're you're probably gonna hate this. I actually don't hate Sociedad. Like I think I think obviously it's all, it all depends on what happens in that first leg in Paris. Yeah. But. 1-1, they go back to Spain with a 1-1. Like I don't think that's insane. And uh, if you're just talking like pure odds, I mean, that's plus yeah. 164. It's not not terrible. This is a team that like weird things happen, especially when you play against teams that don't give up a ton of goals. Yeah. Like you a will goal here or there.
0: I like it more now than I did in December. Or strike that. I liked it more in December than I do now, mm-hmm. just because of form and form. Uh, but you do get the better price now. You know, in December, I think it was like plus 130, plus 140 around the draw. because uh, I was looking at it then. So I don't hate it. I mean, I'm never going to hate fading PSG in a knockout game like this, just given what they've done over the last decade plus. So I don't hate it, but it's not something I'm rushing out to play either.
1: Yeah, none of the big ones like you know Copenhagen, Lazio. Um, who else? Like Porto. I don't. I, you can't get me on. The
0: yeah, Copenhagen, the draw so. was orchestrated nicely on this one.
1: Yeah. They, yeah. Well, you know, that's the, <laughs> you, you wait. Well, you wait, you wait for Lona. Who knows? They didn't get uh, they didn't who get knows? a great draw yeah. potentially against Napoli. But yeah, it does, it does seem like things are shaping up for the Elite Eight section to be yeah. to be a little bit spicy. All right, let's do this. We're going to wrap up with uh, some U.S. men's national team thoughts. But we also, as always, have to give you our three favorite bets. So we just talked everything through. Let's lock some stuff in. Uh, how, by the way, how have you been, Paul? Have you been betting like obviously the, the Champions League so far? Where yeah, you at?
0: I did a little bit, I don't bet a ton of group stage, but I was up a couple units on the group stage bets, not doing a whole lot. Uh, mostly Premier League, I've been scuffling a little bit uh, this season. Brentford keeps letting me down. Uh, Everton's been good, though. Oh, they've helped out quite a bit, because I think you get the occasional decent price on Everton just because, oh, they're in 18th place, but even though they're really a 10th place type of team.
1: Yeah, Everton with one of the best defenses in the entire uh, yeah. entire world, really. They're, they're solid. Uh, I, I'm... I've been much better in the Champions League and Serie A than I haven't. The Premier League's been hard to read this year, man. I just yeah, I'm with you. Like there there's like a lot of teams that are just week to week. Like you just have no idea what to expect from them. Mm-hmm. Um I'm I'm my record's five. So I was I've been tweeting out throughout the group stage like my um my record or my, my like three or four picks that I like each each day. I'm eighteen and eighteen, but I'm up like almost four units. So I've took a couple of like go. bigger things. So I'm not doing too terribly, but we're gonna start from zero here and we're gonna pick our three each week and we'll right, obviously cool. keep track throughout the season. So I'll let you go first, sir.
0: Okay, we're going to start with Man City and Copenhagen. Uh, I've landed on City by a goal and a half and over two and a half goals, which builds up to plus 123. So a Suruti special of sorts. Again, I think City rolls. This gets you 2-0. This gets you 3-1. This gets you anything worse than that. So you get a decent plus money price on that. City lay a goal and a half and over two and a half total goals is plus
1: 123. I'll probably have something like that, although it's not in my best bets. Um but that that's that's the way you have to play it. I'm gonna go. This is my favorite bet. We just talked about it. I'm gonna go Bayern money line under four and a half. It's even money. Like two nothing, two one, three yeah. one gets me the win. I do not think lazio win. I think Bayern bounce back. I don't think it's a massive blowout, but I think Bayern can just control this game and just just win it. And there's a couple goals scored. Yeah,
0: yeah, we're on the same page here. I, I have a slightly different bet. It's Bayern to win and over one and a half goals, which comes to minus 107. We'll middle so. that. Two nothing. Yeah, yeah. we'll take two nothing. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. we'll good. take it. But yeah, same same concept. Bayern wins this. Lazio may sneak one here and there, something like that. But yeah, this this could do any kind of Bayern win essentially, except one nil, which I'm okay with.
1: All right, you you've talked me in to not taking the under two and a half in <laughs> the PSG Sociedad game, so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take PSG on the money line. I'm like a little bit hesitant to do that, but it's in Paris, so I'll do. I'll take PSG on the money line and the under three and a half. So again, that okay. gets me a little bit of like. Like, I, I do think PSG probably win. And it also, like, gets me a little bit of space between, like, you know, a stupid third goal that could potentially be scored or if Sociedad do get one, which is, you know, seems incredibly unlikely, but you never know. That, so the under 3.5 and, and PSG money line, that's plus 118. I like the plus money in that, too, so give me that.
0: Man, I came in ready to take the over 2.5 at minus 104 there. I think I'm still going to go with it. I mean, a PSG win plus something is... uh pretty decent too. You know, both teams score no, gets like plus 164 or something like that. But I'm going to stick to over two and a half at minus 104. Just think PSG again. PSG's good for two and either they scrape another one together or Sociedad does something dumb and steals one themselves. So I'll take over two and a half at minus 104 in PSG. Rouse, That's a,
1: it's so another one where we're against each other, but know, we yeah. could also we could also middle. So this is yeah. two bets. We could middle. So let's do that. Three no PSG.
0: Yeah, That's beautiful.
1: we'll take that. We'll take that. Two one. We'll take two one. Yep. Uh, okay. Okay. Last one for me, I like this as well. I'm going to take the Leipzig-Real, both teams to score, and um, the Real double chance. I don't think Madrid lose. I know they're down a bunch of guys. I do think Leipzig get a goal. Real's likely going to score as well. Even money on something like that. I still get it if, like, Real wins 2-1. You know, it's a 1-1. I'll take a 1-1, and I think they're happy taking a 1-1 going back to to Madrid. Leipzig are, like, a little bit of a scary team. I know some people are, like, like, interested in, like, kind of what their money line is. I even gave out the draw at 2-plus 260, which I do like but I'll take the even money both teams to score and the real double chance.
0: Yep. Yeah, I don't mind that. I don't have a play on that game, at least not yet, but that's a direction I would look if I if when I get to that one.
1: All right, it'll take some specific score lines, but we can both go 3 and 0. So let's do it. There we go. <laughs> let's do it. Get it, it done. <laughs> Uh, all right. Before we bounce, let's do. Uh, we since we it's been so long, we haven't had a chance to talk. Because part of this podcast, like you know, obviously we give out betting picks. We talk about the Premier League. We talk about Champions League. But we also want to talk about Americans abroad. We want to talk about the U.S. players that are either moving, transfer stuff, new clubs, how their form are. So two guys that we want to talk about are Gio Reyna and Christian like Let's start with Gio Reyna because he just moved at the end of the deadline on loan to Nottingham Forest? Or should we say Notting America? Is that the new, is that the new? <laughs> it was It is Fulham yeah. America, but now we have Notting America. I don't know if we could like make that little go. I don't
0: think they'd be on board with that given the dislike and struggling, dislike they seem to have for Tr- Matt Turner right now. And his form hasn't been good either.
1: Can I tell you that after the like the bad, taste that the Leeds thing left in everyone's mouths i'm i'm mm-hmm. like i don't want any of these like you know american slash english teams like i don't want them adopting any of our players or these names because the Leeds thing was so negative at the end and it was so yeah, weird because they just all their fans just blamed the u.s players and, and and jesse march obviously for the relegation when those guys like it wasn't their fault like it, i mean yep. i'm not saying they played awesome but like no. West and McKenney came in on loan like it was a mess it wasn't his fault right. they went down so right. i'm Easy I'm very out. i'm cool with just leaving that alone and not having to deal with uh <laughs> The, the American connection. But what'd you make of the move? Because it was, I don't know, I i, I think it's, he only played, what, uh, like 15 minutes or so against the yeah. Newcastle in that loss, but not really much to see there. I mean, on
0: paper, it doesn't seem like the best move. Like, he was close to, I forget which French club now, but he was close to going was to the of was as well.
1: And he was close to Fiorentina. Fiorentina which, that would have been a great fit.
0: Stylistically, both those leagues seem to make a lot more sense for a fragile guy who's not known for his defensive work rate. Um, I I don't know. It's also weird because Dortmund extended his contract at the same time. So he's got after this season, he's got two more seasons on his Dortmund contract. I think I'm most just kind of interested. So I guess as far as the move, I'm kind of just not super high on it just because again, you're going to a physical place. You're not necessarily guaranteed minutes, which is kind of the point of going on loan and you're playing for a team that's not going to have as much of the ball and you're not really a defensive type of guy. So that, doesn't make a lot of sense for me um i am interested not just at fourth wherever like where is he going to play like he said he wants to play the number 10 but they have morgan gibbs white that they paid a lot of money for there so that doesn't seem like it are they going to try and play him as an eight which sure i mean i'm interested at least especially from a u.s standpoint where you know you can never have too many midfielders essentially um so yeah not crazy about it but it is only a short-term loan for another you know three months so I guess we'll see where it goes and and hope he lands at a better spot, you know, come next season.
1: No one has made more confusing moves, and when I say more, like just a ton of them than Forrest. Like they bought like what feels like a small country worth of of players. (laughs) And I don't know that a ton of them have worked out. Like Morgan Gibbs Morgan Gibbs White is a very good player, and you're right, he plays basically the same position that Geo does. I don't really understand from either side why this deal happened. You're right. It's the, 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 I guess the blessing is it's a short term loan. So even if it's terrible, which we th- I think it could be, it doesn't really matter. But when, yeah, if you're Geo, if you're BVB, like what's the one thing you want? You want him to play and you want him to like play probably like an attacking style team. Well, yeah. neither of those things are going to happen in Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest are in a relegation battle. they fire their manager. They do not really play. I mean, they, they I'm not saying that they, they like sit back. This isn't like the old Sean Deitz Burnley teams where they just sit back right. and try to hit they, they They'll, they, they get trying. a little aggressive. But they're gonna be in relegation battle for the most part. They're gonna be defending for the majority of the time that they're playing. And I I and you're right, he's he doesn't have like a clear path to playing every single week either. So I I don't I don't really get it. And if the other options on the table were, were what you mentioned, like the the Florentino or like going to France, those leagues, I mean Gio Reyna in the Premier League with his injury history, like that's just the disaster way into happen. Yeah. So I, I'm trying to like read the tea
0: leaves and all the articles and such. Like, so Reyna switched agents to Jorge Mendez in january and between mendez and claudio this kind of feels like a doing something for the sake of doing something type of move but again it's just short term so you know not gonna get it's like on a one-year contract in baseball or something like you can't have a bad one necessarily doesn't mean it's gonna be good but it's not gonna kill you either way you hope so I guess we'll, we'll give a shot like the best case scenario is he like plays his way into the team and they have to get him on the field and he, he proves it if he can do that that's a great sign, both for obviously this season, but also his future.
1: Yeah, the one thing I think you could see with Boris is maybe they play two tens behind a striker, and right. you know go with wing backs. And if that's the case, that's actually a decent system for him because you yeah. know you, instead of playing with wingers, you play with wing backs, and you've got two guys that play a little bit more centrally behind a striker. That does make sense. I don't. We'll have to see kind of like what it looks like if that's what they have in plan for him. But I don't. I don't think he's ever been. He's not a winger. I know he's played out wide sometimes, but that's just right. really not his position. And he's and he's you're right. I don't think I don't know that he's an eight either. like I don't think he has any real defensive prowess or I, I don't think we haven't he did, seen at it. Least. Yeah, I don't think. And, and again, like with his injury history, like, do you even want him doing that? Like, I think you just kind of want him on the ball and you want him in a team with with possession. And that's just that isn't for us. So I I, yep. I don't really get it. I hope it works out. But I I, I would assume he's back at BVB next year. And, you know, I don't know, maybe he forces a, a permanent move away somewhere else. But it did, I don't know. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a good sign from, from I think, like, the three parties, from BVB, from from Reina's camp, and from Forrest. Like, none of those make sense to me. Nope, yep, uh, So, I guess we'll have to see how it goes. Um, let's do this before we bounce in. Pulisic, I mean, this is very quickly, but, I mean, he's been incredible this season. He's been a little bit of a low recently, but yeah. Milan's best attacker, basically. I mean, he's, uh, what, seven goals and six assists. Look at Chelsea. He'd be number two in goals and number one in assists. So, clearly, that move worked out for him. What have you seen for Pulisic that's, uh, that's got you excited?
0: Yeah, I mean, the... County numbers all look great. He's playing, I guess, which is number one. He's played, I think, all but two league games in over seventy five percent of the minutes, which perfect. What more can you ask for there from a US standpoint? Starting to play in the middle a little bit more. You know, uh we talked about moving him to the that kind of a number ten, the Trey Corista role, trying him out there, which again, these are all good things for his US future, the ability to move around the field, you know, as he's trying to find space and such. So that's great. Uh some of the underlying numbers, they're not quite as Promising as you know, seven goals and six assists. So you know he's overachieving, and/or his teammates are overachieving some of his finishes or some of his passes a little bit. But I'm not really going to complain about that. You know, it's a it's a little bit. It's it's just a caution, like to temper of the expectations that you know he's not going to be a, a 10 and 10 type of guy necessarily all the time. At least based on what he's done the first half of the Serie A season. But I mean, couldn't be much happier. He's playing. If you are doing this in for Chelsea or something, like I think we'd be over the moon. We just kind of meaning, you know, U.S. fans collectively mm-hmm. just because you get to see him a little bit more. And it's a league that more people tend to watch. So he's doing it a little quietly and he's not in Champions League anymore, which isn't great. But, yeah, couldn't be much happier just the fact that he's playing. I think it's playing. It's really it's about how you and I hoped it would go. You know, we talked about how the league and Milan seemed to be a perfect fit. And assuming he would was playing, that it just seemed like it would work out really well. And I think it's worked out as well as we really could have hoped so far
1: yeah and i think our biggest concerns right were like positionally like he's kind of a left winger right. they have rafael Leao who is one of the best players if not like maybe the best player in Serie a when he's right and it's worked as in the 10 it's worked on the right he's still contributing like he he's playing weekend and what he's the he's the number one pk guy on the team now so like that's pretty cool yeah, <laughs> like, um he's playing consistently obviously they got knocked out but in the champions league I, it's it to me it's a home run and you know and you said if he had done this at chelsea like he did kind of do this at chelsea remember that, that year? first year yeah the year yeah with lampard when they had the transfer ban and they ended up finishing fourth and making the champions League. it was basically on the back of christian pulisic playing the way he's playing now like he mm-hmm. he was their their like kind of engine that made them go as much as chelsea fans don't really want to kind of admit that and then he got hurt and the managers change and yeah, all the ownership get thing. Weird. And so you know i'm i'm just happy that this is this is exactly what we as you this is what we need to find for for, for yeah. Gio Reyna we need to find that situation for Gio Reyna yeah. I thought it could have been in Fiorentina. I thought it could have been in France. And I think it still could be in in Germany. Like, it's a good league for him to be in. But I don't know. I don't know if it's a falling out with the coach for Gia or what's going on. But hopefully he figures it out. I
0: like Polisic on the right, also. You know, I think the U.S., he plays there some with the U.S., but it's mostly on the left. I think he's just as good on the right and cutting in as he he can be on the left. So if that, you know, whatever, builds up his skill set, opens Berhalder's eyes a little bit, whatever it might be, I think those are all good things, too.
1: Totally agree. All right, well, we'll do, like I said, more comprehensive breakdowns of the U.S. guys. We'll talk about Matt Turner, who, you know, speaking of Nottingham or mm-hmm. Nottingham America, um, we'll talk about... Uh, we got Portland, three PSB guys. Those are really Champions League yep, guys, guys we'll left that. on the U.S. side. We'll do that next week, maybe, when we talk, when we break down those games, and there's mm-hmm. a, you know, a million other guys we can get to, because that's going to be a big part of this pod as well. So it'll be some, obviously, the betting, but also the U.S. aspect. So we'll do that next week, the week after. As I said, we, we're planning on being back, you know, weekly. It depends on the day. I think, Paul, you and I kind of talked like we're going to try to do it Monday or early Tuesday drops when there are Champions League games and maybe Wednesdays when there aren't Champions League so that we can get closer to the Premier League or the club, you know, weekend, league yep. weekends. If they could just coordinate
0: bats. the midweek schedule with us from these European leagues, that'd be great.
1: I'd appreciate that. I would all, very much so, very much so. So uh, like I said, follow follow us, like, subscribe, all the, all the things. We are back. We're very excited to be back. And um, like I said, that'll do it. So we're happy to be back. Speaking of being back, um, next Monday, Champions League Knockout Round Part 2. Check that out, me and Paul. Thanks to Stephon Anderson for producing this podcast. Good luck to everyone on their bets and uh, catch you guys next week. See ya.